Thanks for listening to this teaching from City of Life Church. Check out www.col.tv for more great teachings, service times, and information on upcoming events. Now, let's join the service already in progress. Amen. Come on, church. We get to worship our Savior uh, through the power of the Holy Spirit. Gives us that fire, that desire, that burning for Him. Come on, if you love our Jesus, you can lift your hands, you can worship however you can, but He deserves the glory. Come on, we sing together. I feel your love. You say, I feel your love over my valley. Oh, I feel your touch over my soul. Yeah, 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 yeah. You speak to my life, saying, don't worry. Oh, yes, you do, God. You speak to my life, I'm in control. When it's hard to see, I trust you're with me. I trust you're with me. Oh, you are my everything. I stand on your victory. I trust
Hey, anybody glad to be in the house of the Lord on a Sunday morning? If you are, just give the Lord a great praise today. Come on, let's give him a good clap. Amen. We're excited about Heart for the House today. This is going to be a day that's full of uh, brand new ideas, celebrating great things that God has already done. And you're going to be a part of it. It's not just something you observe. It's something you participate in. But we say something very special uh, for the beginning of this service uh, because at City of Life, one of our joys is to pour into people and to equip ordinary people to leave and lead and live dynamically for the cause of God's kingdom. That's part of our mission statement. And so today at uh, City of Life, we have a special ordination service where this is not something we do very often, uh, but we have two people that we're going to lay hands on and we're going to set forth into ministry as pastors here at City of Life. So do me a favor, put your hands together and welcome John and Nikki Sierra. Come on, you better give them a huge hand. These guys are OGs here at City of Life. If you have the honor of knowing people for a long time, let's step up just a little bit. If you have the honor of knowing people for a long time, you get to walk with them through many different kinds of seasons. And when you're someone's youth pastor, uh, as we were your youth pastors over 20 years ago, um, we've got to see you grow up, meet each other, get married, have kids, uh, be, you know, be raised up in various areas of ministry. And both of you already through the years have just shown such faithfulness, uh, such a a seriousness when it comes to the things of God. You're, you're fun people that like to have a great time in life, but when it comes to the, the work of the Lord, that's serious business for you. And uh, we've seen that gift that's on your life. We've seen the way you love people, the way you pour into people, your mentors, your people that duplicate. Uh, you're always willing to help out with something. You're offering suggestions. Uh, you, you pray for people. You tell us about people, the th struggles that they're going through, difficulties they're going through. You bring it to our attention to help us pastor. And so it just makes a lot of sense. You know, even when I look at Titus chapter one, verses five through nine, which talks about appointing these types of leaders, people that are well thought of, committed to their spouse, uh, to have children that are believers. We don't know that yet about <laughs> Selah. We'll figure that out. No, I'm kidding. No, she's, she's amazing. Uh, do, she just won't talk to me very much yet. I'm, I'm working on that. Uh, do, they, do they respect, are they respected and they stay out of trouble? Uh, it's important that they're responsible for the affairs of God's house, that they're looked up to. They're not pushy, short-tempered, not a drunk or a bully or money hungry. Uh, they must be welcoming to people. They must be helpful. They must be wise. They must be fair. They must be reverent. Have a good grip on themselves, a good grip on the message, knowing how to use the truth to either spur people on in knowledge or stop them in their tracks. They oppose it. And those qualities really stand out to us for you guys. And we're, we're grateful that we get to be a part of this life together with people and journey with people through good times, bad times, but also to see them grow into 
higher and greater things. And so this anointing, uh, we've got some anointing oil here. Uh, and as we are gonna lay our hands on you and set you forth in ministry as pastors, it's it, you're not changing, but God's grace that's on you and the honor that comes toward you is gonna be different. I believe he's going to empower you to do brand new things with confidence and in confidence that he's already put in you. Uh, so do me a favor, church, let's stretch our hands out towards Pastor John. Oh, not yet. Oh, no, no, I'll have to say that. We only got about 30 more seconds left. To John and Nikki, to John and Nikki, and we're gonna lay hands on them. And we're, we're honored to do this. And we believe that something special is about to happen right now. So Father, in Jesus' name, Lord, we just lay our hands on John and on Nikki. And we thank you for their faithfulness, God, in the, the ways of the Lord. Lord, thank you that they each have a heart for you individually, God. That they're passionate toward you. And Lord, they have raised up a household of people that are committed to doing the things of God and living your way. Lord, thank you for their gifts and their talents. Thank you for the passion that you've put inside of them to serve you. Lord, and to do great things with their life. And Lord, as we lay our hand upon them, we speak it's a new season, a new era. Lord, for them to walk out of the past and step into the future that you've called for them, God. Lord, we pray that the dreams that you put in their heart would never be limited, God, but they would always see it through the lens of you as Jehovah Jehovah. Jaira, our provider, God. Lord, give them the passion, Lord, to be able to work hard for the things of God in their family, to work hard for the things of God in the kingdom, and to show them the most efficient way. Let them operate at a high level of wisdom in everything they do. When they lay hands on the sick, let them recover, God. When they speak words of hope over people, let it bring life and restore their soul, God. Give them insight to re revelation that can only come from your word, God. Lord, we pray in Jesus' name that the fire of the Holy Spirit would burn bright within them. Let new songs come forward. Lord, let them raise up generations of people that will know you and serve you and have a passion for you. And we speak it over them right now in the name of Jesus. Hey, do me a favor. Help me wel welcome Pastor John and Pastor Nikki Sierra, City of Life Church. Hey, love you, man. I love you, man. We are going to go to a video so let's check out our video heart for the house was built on a foundation of generosity and hope at city of life in 1986 pastors gary and janice smith had a vision to build a large christ-centered church that is now our reality heart for the house has expanded our capacity for innovation here at city of life with productions like blink we're able to transform culture through creativity and reach the lives of thousands. Heart for the House allows us to make the hope of Jesus known through our different ministries here at City of Life. Children and youth are transformed by the Gospel Message Weekly, while dozens give their lives to Christ every Sunday service. Your generosity impacts single mothers through our PRISM ministry and blesses our community through I Love My City. Heart for the House isn't only limited to Sundays. Your giving meets daily practical needs here at City of Life Church that helps us to advance the kingdom of God. Your giving turns on the AC, it provides a comfortable seat for guests, and creates an immersed worship experience by elevating our sound system. Heart for the House changes lives. In a season of new ways and new wells, there's no telling what your Heart for the House is capable of. Now is the time to be a part of the future of generosity here at City of Life. We invite you to be a part of Our Heart for the House. Oh, come on, City of Life. Make some noise on one of our biggest Sundays of the year. 
Yeah. It is Heart for the House Sunday, and we are so glad that you are with us. We're pastors Justin and Amanda McNeil, and on behalf of our entire team, thank you for being a part of this monumental day. Heart for the House Sunday is a day where we take a moment to reflect back on the last year and celebrate what God has done through City of Life. And you received a booklet on your way in that goes in depth and shares testimonies and photos of what God has done. If you're watching online, you can see a digital version of this by visiting col.tv slash heart. And this book shares the story of God's faithfulness to our church through 2023 and our vision for the next year. So we hope you spend some time reading it, allowing it to encourage you and build you up for faith for the future. Now we place a high value on celebration here at City of Life and today is a day to celebrate. You're gonna hear some important numbers and stats and, and testimonies of what God has done and so we're giving you permission to get a little crazy on a Sunday. If you hear something that encourages you, that builds you up, it's a day to clap, it's a day to say amen, it's a day to celebrate because these are testimonies of God's faithfulness. And what I love is what when we celebrate the corporate vision together, I think it's so remindful of how God has been faithful in our individual lives as well. So I believe this is a day of encouragement and celebration for all of us. In the beginning of the year, the word of the Lord that God gave our senior pastors, Jeffrey and Amy Smith, that was declared on Vision Sunday is that this would be the year of new ways and new wells. And we have seen that walked out in so many significant ways of the Holy Spirit. Wells back in biblical times were gathering places for the community. They were a source of provision and they were often used as altars to remember what God has done. And this year we've dug new wells and witnessed the Lord as he's expanded our church, as he's provided supernatural provision for our church family, again, for our church as a whole and for individuals in our church family yeah. and received a fresh outpouring of his Holy Spirit, especially through revival Sundays. It's been beautiful to see. We also we also have observed the hand of God creating new ways as he led us through unprecedented circumstances, seasons of uncertainty, and forging a path in the wilderness. And in this portion of our service today, you're going to be hearing a lot of different numbers and statistics, as my husband said. And some people can be of the philosophy that, well, numbers don't matter. But we as a church family fundamentally disagree. Not only does the Bible mention specific numbers multiple times, but we believe that every number is crucial to us and to the Lord, because every number represents a name, every name represents a person, and every person is loved by God. Yes, when we talk about Heart for the House, we think in terms of impact in our home, in our backyard, and in our world. So let's start right here at home, celebrating the fact that over the last 12 months at City of Life Church, we have seen 1,631 salvations in our services, 38 online, 111 baptisms Come here on. at City of Life. And in addition to that, 57 growth track graduates, 43 babies dedicated, 224 Dream Team volunteers, and 57 new Dream Team members added. That's a healthy, growing church. And we're so excited about it. And in the world that we live, it can be more challenging than ever to find meaningful, connected relationships. But we believe that change happens in the context of community. And that's why we placed a high emphasis on small groups here at City of Life this year. And we hosted 77 small groups that met across three semesters this year. And we heard countless testimonies of how God moved in and through these small groups. 
It was beautiful. I love that our church is multi-generational and that there's a place for each and every person to connect with God, no matter their age or stage. And this year, our student ministries really flourished in a beautiful way. Our annual kids conference this summer was called Blast Off and parents and kids joined together in a beautiful time of worship, the word, and of course, fun activities and challenges. 228 parents and children attended, 22 children made a decision for Jesus that day and 11 were baptized. Come on. Beautiful. Icon Youth, our ministry for middle and high school students has been exploding over the past two years. We've grown from 30 students in 2022 to 130 plus students each and every Wednesday night at our Icon services. 127 students ascended, attended our summer youth camp Soul Fire, many of which whom you sponsored and sent to youth camp. Thank you. And 36 students were baptized at Soul Fire this year. Wow. And yeah, you could give the Lord some praise for that. Our City of Life School of Ministry internship program is in its seventh year. We currently have three full-time interns. We love them. Internship represents part of a heartbeat at City of Life. They make so much happen behind the scenes to serve you as our church family, and they are vital to City of Life. We're so grateful for them. One of the pillars of our church's vision is transforming culture through creativity. We believe God has given us a mandate to shape and mold culture using the gifts and talents that he's placed within us. And this year throughout the summer and fall in particular, we have had an explosion of songwriting and worship songs being created through our team. And you've been singing them here with us on Sunday mornings, all of these original City of Life worship songs that proclaim ancient truths in a new and fresh way. Who's been having fun singing some of these originals? We're excited to see our album coming soon. I love it. I love our worship. I might be biased, but I think we have some of the best worship ever. Many of you were in the room in January when our senior pastor shared about the diagnosis that Jude received. And as a church, as part of the church team, let me just share, it was beautiful and humbling to witness how we came together as a church family in faith, in prayer, and in hope, and in support of our senior pastor's family. I love seeing the unity of the body of Christ. And in July, Jude received the amazing news of his miracle. He is in remission. Come Woo! on. We believe that Jude's miracle is one of the new wells that was dug in our church in this season, a well of healing. And as a team, we are declaring that we are going to continue to see miracles, signs, and wonders, specifically in the realm of healing right here at City of Life Church. So thank you for your sacrificial prayers, even the ones no one knew about, God knows, and we're so grateful for you, church family. Your generosity has enabled us to make such incredible improvements to our facility so we can continue to serve our community and all those who come through our doors. And so I wanna walk you through some of those changes that we've been able to see. First First and foremost, we've completely renovated the lobby. We literally raised the roof out there. We've installed new lights, painted and rent removed walls to create a more spacious and welcoming environment. And in addition to the lobby renovation, we've installed a comprehensive security system campus-wide, not only for the safety of our church members and families, but also the hundreds of students who attend our school. So we have upgraded security for them. And we've transformed our music room into a recording studio that process has started recently. We've also been able to paint our classrooms, 
our gymnasium, our auditorium, and refresh the exterior paint on the modulars. That's a lot of updates and renovations, and it's because of your generosity. And of course, we've been able to install brand new theater seating for a more comfortable guest experience in our auditorium. It's gonna assist in all kinds of efforts, including major productions here at City of Life. And you can see that the effort is great, but the generosity made the way for the transformation in this room. So thank you, church family. I often hear you say you're sitting in the seat of someone's obedience and you're literally sitting in the seat of our church family's generosity and obedience. I love it. We've also been able to improve many significant areas of our church's production department. And I love that we are a church that values excellence and to transform culture through creativity, we can't let the world outdo us. Yeah. My husband often is describing our church to people who aren't from around here, and he's like, no, you don't understand. We're by Disney. Even our McDonald's has an LED screen. It's like, true. Our church has to be excellent and represent in a way that draws all men unto Jesus. And with our production, we've enhanced our broadcasting mixing so that our online church family can have the most premium audio experience. We love you, church family I think online. they deserve the best experience because our online family is one of the most amazing. Let's give it up for them. Yeah. Week in and week out, I hear it all the time. People watching from different countries, watching from other states, and they say, I'm a city of lifer. I just happen to live in Wisconsin. Well, the weather's better down here, but we're so glad that you're watching from up there. We love you, church family. In addition for our online church family, we have enhanced our weekly show before service called The Lobby. And online church family, if you didn't know, you can tune in about five, 10 minutes early before service. And we have created an online lobby experience where you get to chat with some of our team. We can interact with the chat and welcome you. It's really fun when we get to host The Lobby and it's really great to interact with you in that way. And for The Lobby, we have created, uh, or we purchased new microphones, lighting, a mixer and created a countdown video. We also were able to upgrade David Hall's sound system, which is where our icon youth and our city kids meet, so that way they can have a, an immersive worship experience. And we installed speakers in the lobby, creating a more engaging and welcoming, cohesive experience for our guests. And church, it is because of your faithfulness that all of these transformations to our facilities and services are able to happen. And again, it is yet another way to reach the hope of Jesus to new people. Let's move on to how our church has reached our backyard. One of the major ways that we have been able to serve our community is through I Love My City. This is a day where we go into the community to show the love of Jesus in tangible ways. And there is a long list in your booklet of the things we were able to accomplish on that day through the 140 volunteers over seven community projects to reach our backyard. It's an incredible effort. And in addition to that, you may not know that a caring group of volunteers turned our annual I Love My City effort into a weekly small group to make the hope of Jesus know through serving widows, the elderly, and single moms on a regular basis. This group meets weekly to, to do small projects for single moms and widows, and one of the biggest they did was an exterior trash cleanup for a home. They filled a 30-yard dumpster with trash, waste, debris, enabling the homeowner to step out onto her patio for the first time safely in years and we're so grateful for the heart of our church to practically serve others it makes me so emotional because there's truly a place for all of us no matter what our talents are to show love and serve yes. others we love you church family 
One other way we serve our backyard is through PRISM, our ministry to single mothers, not just in our church, but in our community abroad. And it's one of the most impactful means we engage our community throughout the year, each and every year. Over this past year, we were able to distribute Thanksgiving baskets and turkeys to 150 families of single mothers, to provide Christmas gifts to 198 families, meaning that 493 children were able to open a Christmas gift because of our Angel Tree program, which you sponsored, you purchased the gifts, and we were able to equip 273 children and teenagers with backpacks and school supplies to kick off the school year with a little less financial burden on the family. Thank you for living out generosity. One of our most massive impacts in our backyard is City of Life Christian Academy. We have a private school that serves students from pre-K all the way through 12th grade and every weekday over 400 students spanning all grades gather here to learn from a biblical worldview and understand their identity in Jesus. And I cannot think of a ministry more crucial than that. And we're so excited because we're growing by leaps and bounds. And one of the newest things we've been able to do is open a daycare for infant to three-year-olds as we serve families in a new way, providing a safe Christ-centered childcare opportunity. We're really excited about the potential this program holds to continue to develop and allow us to partner with parents to raise their children in the way they should go. Moving into our world, we've been able to bless the globe on impact in several different ways. One way through our Compassion International Partnership. Compassion International is a, um, an organization that's committed to partner with local churches, not just in the United States, but abroad, to make the hope of Jesus known and to break people from the cycle of poverty in the name of Jesus. Since 2017, City of Life has sponsored 636 children, which amounts to $24,168 each and every month in sponsorships for an annual total of $290,016. Wow. It's beautiful. Can I just say, as we approach the holiday season, I know hundreds of us sponsor Compassion Children. You have an opportunity to provide them with a little Christmas letter or if their birthday's coming up, you can open the Compassion app and send them a letter right now and say, hey, our church was thinking about you today. We love you. Keeping our heart engaged there is just such a beautiful expression of the love of Jesus. And it doesn't have to be a huge financial burden. Sending $10 for us is a life-changing amount of money for a family in a country that's experiencing poverty. So it's such a beautiful, practical way. Since 2017, our church family has donated 71 goats, which provide milk as an additional resource for nutrition and income for families, 238 chickens, which provide eggs and also an additional source of revenue and income, and 184 water filtration systems to provide access to clean water in areas that they don't otherwise have access. It's literally life-saving water. And in addition, we've been able to feed hundreds of children in Honduras Decades ago, Pastors Gary and Dr. Janice, they, they forged a path and we are able to still maintain that connection to make sure so many children sleep every night with food in their belly because of your generosity. It is truly miraculous. Yeah, come on. It's truly miraculous what can happen when you say yes. 
And generosity always comes from a place of obedience, but also sacrifice. But we hope today that some of this info that we've shared stirs your heart to realize generosity is always worth it because God has a vision that's so much bigger than what we can see right in front of us. So church, can we give God some praise as we welcome Pastor Jeff to share a word with us? Amen. What an incredible day. Heart for the House is so special. Gets me so excited. I, know, I want you to know that this is not a day that you just observe and watch. This is a day that you participate in because something is powerful about this moment. This is a day where you can kind of go from a place of being stagnant and just observing and being an observer to being a participant. And when I think about David, I think that he said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go to the house of the Lord. One of my favorite people in all of scripture, David. He said, I want to be in God's house. He said, I want this more than anything in the world that I could dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. He's thinking if I could be somewhere forever, I would want it to be God's house. Why is that important? I think it's important because it reflects who David really is on the inside. Why did he love God's house so much? Well, I mean, why do, why do I like being in church? I love being in church because this is a place that's dedicated to the things of God. It's a place that represents other, other spaces in my life. I need to remember what it means to honor God and to lift Him up in every aspect, to make it all about Him. I think it reflects my heart when I want to build God's house. And in the same way, when we look at David, there's a story in 2 Samuel chapter 7 that I think gives us a peek into his heart and why David was successful. Maybe you think to yourself, why would I ever want to build God's house? What does that even mean to build God's house? We build God's house on Heart for the House Sunday. Financially, we do it with a radical, with, with radical generosity across the board. But we also build God's house when we're committed and we're apart, we're faithful. We show up, we decide to get up when everyone else is sleeping. We decide to get up and come and honor God when we don't necessarily feel that. We decide to volunteer. We decide to go to an event like I Love My City. We decide to participate in something like Compassion. When you start seeing all these numbers, you think to yourself, man, what are we doing? Just tooting our own horn over here? No, we're celebrating how when you're faithful over the little things, it all adds up over time and it changes lives for, for the purpose of the Lord. So when we look at David, 2 Samuel chapter 7, it says, After the king was settled in his palace and the Lord had given him rest from all his enemies around him, he said to Nathan the prophet, Here I am living in a house of cedar, while the ark of God remains in a tent. There was not yet a temple that had been, been built for the Lord in Israel. The ark of God, since the time they left Egypt, had been in, in a temporary dwelling place. And so David is thinking to himself, how can I, as king, live in a house that's made of cedars? It's, it's solid. It's, it's a fortress. No one can get in. But God, his house, or at least for the ark, is a tent. It's temporary. I want to build God a house. So Nathan said to him, he said, well, do whatever is in your heart. So God spoke to Nathan, the prophet, and he said, this is what the Lord says. Say this to David. Are you the one to build me a house to dwell in? I have not dwelt in a house from the days that I brought the Israelites up to Egypt to this day. I have been moving from place to place with a tent as my dwelling. Wherever I have moved with all the Israelites, did I ever say to any of their rulers whom I commanded to shepherd my people Israel, why have you not built me a house of cedar? 
Now then tell my servant David, this is what the Lord Almighty says. I took you from the pasture, from tending the flock, and appointed you ruler over my people Israel. I have been with you wherever you have gone. I have cut off all your enemies from before you. Now I will make your name great, like the names of the greatest men on earth. And I will provide a place for my people Israel. That's important. He says, I will provide a place for my people, Israel. It's important to remember in the day and age that we live in and will plant them so that they can have a home of their own and no longer be disturbed. Wicked people will not oppress them anymore as they did at the beginning and have done ever since the time I appointed leaders over my people, Israel. I will also give you rest from your enemies. Now listen to this right here. This is where it applies to you. The Lord declares to you that the Lord himself will establish a house for you. When your days are over and you rest with your ancestors, I will raise up your offspring to succeed you, your own flesh and blood, and I will establish his kingdom. He is the one who will build a house for my name, and I will establish the throne of his kingdom forever. I will be a father and he will be my, my son. And it goes down in verse 16 to say, your house and your kingdom will endure forever before me and your throne will be established forever. Nathan reported to David all the words of this entire revelation. Here is what I get from that story. David says to Nathan the prophet, I want to build God a house. And then Nathan goes by himself and God speaks to him. He says, you go back and tell David this, I, God, I don't need a house. I don't really need somebody to build me a house. I'm fine dwelling in tents. I'm fine with whatever. But since he wants to build me a house, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to build him a house. So see, what God is trying to teach us today is that when we have a heart for his house, he has a heart for our house. Isn't it wonderful that when we put our heart into the things of God, God looks at our life. That's why it's so important with my kids. It's like Jude you know, we were, we were hanging out together yesterday. He said, Daddy, he said, I can't wait to give tomorrow. I want to be a part of Heart for the House. He's like, I want to be, I want to be gener generous. He's like, you guys talk about radical generosity. He said, well, I'm going to get radical tomorrow. I love that. I love, I'm not worried about somebody that has a heart for the things of God. I know that they're never going to have to worry about finances. They're never going to have to worry about provision. Why? They've concerned themselves with providing for God. You make sure that your heart is concerned with providing for God and what will God do? He'll make sure that his heart is concerned with providing for you. That's what a heart for the house truly, who wants to have God build your house? Come on, I want God to build my house. The Bible says, unless the Lord builds a house, unless the Lord builds a house, they that build it labor in vain. What does that mean? You could spend your whole life building a house and it's worth absolutely nothing if, it, if you're doing it for yourself. But when your heart is toward heaven, when you get blessed and you think to yourself, how can I be a blessing to my church family? How can I be a blessing to the community that God has planted me in? How can I be a, a blessing to the legacy? How can I build a mentality of kingdom in my life? When that, and you know what? I'm not saying that it's naturally gonna pop into your mind. It's a value that you have to establish. 
in, in your own life, you got to draw some lines and say, I'm not going to let greed, I'm not going to let materialism, I'm not going to let those things run my life. Everyone else can compare themselves to themselves on Instagram all day long. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. I'm going to determine what's important to me and my family. It doesn't even matter if you're a teenager. If you're a teenager and you got $20, you can make a decision in your life. I'm going to honor God with some of that. I'm going to give God two. I'm going I'm to bless God. I, I'm going I'm to make sure that I pay my tithes. You say, well, what's $2? It's called obedience. It's called obedience. And it's no more important than a million dollars if you've got $10 million. It is absolutely the same. It's not equal giving. It's equal sacrifice. So make sure in your life, on a day like today, you turn your heart toward heaven and you focus on God because we want to build earthly things. That's, that's the way we think. We think about building things on earth and sometimes we make heaven last. But I love a quote by C.S. Lewis. He said, aim for heaven and you'll get earth thrown in. He said, but aim for earth and you get neither. It's a great concept. The idea is if you aim for heaven, that's why the Bible says, seek ye first, what? The kingdom of God and, and what? His righteousness and what? All these things will be added to you. You seek first the things of God, things of God and the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And he says, forget it. Look at someone next to you say, forget about the things. We are so focused on the things. We're like, I got to have the car. I got to have the house. We got to fix this. We got to fix that. I got to have the new ring. I got to have the new shirt. The new, the new Jordans just came out. If I do this, I won't be able to have the. Forget about the things for a second. Seek first the kingdom of God, the house of the Lord, and let him build your house. Can somebody say amen today? This concludes the teaching. If you'd like to support what God is doing here at City of Life, click on the Give button at www.col.tv or text a dollar amount to the number 855-997-6900. We hope you'll join us again.